guests, sponsors, or social media. Don't care. Gabin, girl time. Gabin, girl time. Gabin, girl time. Bong. Hello. Hey, how are you? Good. I'm actually. Why the bong? About today. Because we're wish I had smoking a, a bong. One. <laughs> Just kidding. I wish. <laughs> Hello, it is Some people think we Tuesday, September 28th, and welcome to Gabin Girl Time. Yay! Today's my ex-husband's birthday, so happy birthday, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, Mark. I met Mark. Happy birthday, Mark. Mark. If you listen. Yeah, we Do have... think he listens? <laughs> Do you ever wonder no. who listens? Yes, but I know it's like not Like you've them. pinpointed it, you know, all seven of our listeners personally. I do because they email me or they text me. <laughs> and say, your show is good. Go, and they go, wow, does Gail really feel that way? About what? When I say something? <laughs> when you say anything. Yeah, I don't care. Hey, That's we've got guests today. It's been forever since we've had guests. And we have two of my favorite people today. Yay. I only like one of them. Y'all pick. <laughs> I'd say Susan is more likable. <laughs> so, it's just me. I only like myself. No. We got Johnny Deep and Susan Q. Yay. Hello. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. We're going to have a party. Yeah, we have like a whole we have a whole We're having Gavin girl time. Yeah. I'm so excited. This was the vision. All right, so I don't know my astrological chart mm-hmm. and uh Johnny's getting it for me. So She's this is so like yeah, hot 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 off the presses. What kind of yeah, person am I, I? I have your whole natal chart pulled up. Um, wow. You trusted me with this information, and I'm honored. So thank you so much. Um, you know your son's in Scorpio. That reads, right? Um, your right. moon is in Taurus, which that's pretty fascinating. And I want to know what your rising is, too. Let's find out. So what does that mean when your moon is in Taurus? Well, what do those things mean? Your, your three main ones, as far as I know, which... Um, um, Susan, you would totally know too, of course, I bet. You but, might have to um, speak a little louder. Your, your sun sign is like your kind of like your identity mm-hmm. and um, what in your life gets illuminated the most. Um, you can also see like what aspects of your chart, um, like details of each planet by each house that gets a little bit deeper your moon sign is like your emotional landscape and like what is subterranean what people don't see Um, maybe even your dreams your wants your desires but it's all kind of like subconscious and more personal and private yeah um but it also fluctuates and changes too like the moon does and your rising is the planet that was the sign that was coming um around the sky when you were born so like what sign you were encroaching on and that is basically your style and your aesthetic and how you shine through the world so you might be a scorpio but um libra you shine in another way yeah (laughs) i can't i guess i can't fucking find your rising but you can't uh, find a rising no i can't find it on here but yeah Um, i have have no rising you were born in nashville right yeah yep 
it's all good in the hood but anyways yeah um we are that's in progress and thanks for having me i'm here as your personal astrologer johnny deep <laughs> one of your many talents is yeah. that something that you do or you're I just mean, interested in or if did you, you get if roped there's into a, that if there's a position here on your show as a personal astrologer i will um send my resume and i will um, i might be a little fluffed but i will definitely be the person you're looking for we can pay you in pumpkin cookies i do like pumpkins so it's all good <laughs> maybe maybe so all right, so Johnny, the reason I wanted to have you on here is number one, I've ever since I met you many, many moons ago. When did I meet you? Was it was many it, moons ago? It was. It was feels it, like a long time ago. Wasn't it when I graduated from Salome Cabaret? I think that's when I officially first met you. You were hanging out in the back. Man. We were in Theater Knoxville. Who else? There was a lot of people in on that class, though, mm-hmm. like some big names, yeah. like good friends. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's when I who, first who met you. Who else was in that graduating class? Uh, Sadie Sincere. Wow. Master class. Um, Ivy Danger Angel part of that, too? Mm-hmm. Oh, he I don't think so. Later no, one. he was a later one. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 You re- Do you remember your first impression of me at all? I always am fascinated by that. Um. Your rising's in Taurus, by the way. I was gonna. I'm ready to say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. So your your moon and your rising are the same signs. That's pretty interesting. Well, like Taurus, usually you can see their horns from across the room. They're known for being like, um, that, I don't know. That checks. Headstrong for sure. Anyways, <laughs> what was your first impression of me? Straight. Um, was that? Did well, I look straight? I have a funny. <laughs> okay. So you're. A year older than my daughter. Solid. Okay. Yeah. So when I met you, you were like maybe 23. Mm-hmm. Was it really so. 23? I yeah, don't know if it was 23. So. I was probably like 24, 25. I feel like. I don't think so really? because the person that you were seeing at the time had almost playfully scolded me and was like, don't say that. Because <laughs> I had said, oh, you're about the same age as my daughter. <laughs> and, she, and she goes, don't say that. Now that relationship was new and we weren't yes. talking about that at the time. <laughs> Which, you know. <laughs> but look at how y'all blossom now. Yeah, we actually do blossom. Yeah. And then we've been in Clam Slam Together, yeah. which is a female-centric the drag troupe I mean yeah. we, we had like I mean women women adjacent like I don't know we had dykes we had straights we had people who identified as women people who didn't identify as I women I think the rule was you had to be born with the part I mean is that, is I that mean, right we, yeah. I feel like we worked I mean when we first started we worked with Matt Killingsworth don't you remember yeah. that I was not I didn't come on Clam Slam oh, until a couple until of years later yeah mm-hmm. so that wasn't necessarily the case right out the gate so. Yeah, but we had bio queens, uh, drag kings, and everything in between. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess it was just about taking like these performers in town who um, a couple people had been performing burlesque in that group, and then I came on as a drag performer. I was a very, very new drag king at the time. Um, I only performed a couple of times before Clam Slam formed. But um, but yeah, at the time, it, um, bio queens was the word. But I don't know if bio queens is the word now. I'm not sure. Um, hyper queens, mm-hmm. like, hyper queen. but also just is it? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, it's all good. The they language changes one. every day. Just pick one. Drag just kings, pick one. drag just kings still one. around. Drag things. 
That's that's valid. I think too. they say a lot. AFAB, the AFAB. AFAB, yeah. Assigned uh, female at birth. They'll yeah, you see Drag Race stuff. UK. The, the main the main point the main point being was here in like the Knoxville community there was no place for us to perform even if like not even as a hyper queen like even as a drag king you'd go to perform somewhere and they'd be like no um that's not uh, the, the really the trick is I, I wanted to run this by you the really the trick is 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 that um women aren't funny and that men are entertaining so why would we book a drag king <gasps> yeah, it bothers me. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, I go so, crazy. We weren't getting booked at all until um, <clears throat> Clamson was was founded um, by Siren, and mm-hmm. we had nowhere to perform prior to that, really. Truly. And y'all started out at Christopher's, right? Yeah. When it Now it's, it's Breakyard, now it's but yeah. it was Christopher's, and... As yes. far as I know, that was the only I'm lesbian sure Gally, bar in town. I'm sure you've heard that before oh, in I've your heard, career. Listen, it's been nothing but a fight. This is why I wanted uh, one of Knoxville's other primary female comics that came up through having to put up with all the insane misogyny watching them squirm and twist on the you know hook of when things change of being total jerk faces so i wanted to talk to liz about things like that but they um yeah there's a lot of insane misogyny you're not funny I can't tell you how many things Liz and I both have gotten passed up Mm -hmm. on, you know. Um, Probably not even just backstage, too. Like, you, I feel like, yes, but I'm just as bad. I'm just as culpable because I fell into, you know, for me personally, Mm -hmm. I was like, forget it. I'll just produce my own shows and that's how I'll get time. And then I'll just book my people. So I made sure I ensured. There was a female on every single show because mm-hmm. I hosted the show. Solid. That's how I did it. The problem is finding female comics to do stuff. <laughs> my problem, that was my problem booking. And, and then also with other places, even today. I mean, heck, uh, Austin, Texas is a prime mm-hmm. example. You talk to a lot of comics that are, uh, you know, female centric or whatever. You should just randomly look at episodes of like kill tony well don't because it's kind of hard i kind of thumb through them and you know (laughs) look and see who's where and they do a minute of comedy and rarely do they laugh they're starting to laugh more and more at the women but rarely do they have women they've just started consistently having one from the bucket magically pull so what's the tea on austin is it just like like it was slighted the next comedy scene oh. and you know like where people from california like honestly unless you make it through the internet mm-hmm. or you produce your own shows which you can now like yeah. i'm a completely self-produced comic which means i'm poor but um if i hit then no one owns me yeah but there's a certain comedy club etiquette which has a certain view of how comedy's done and even if you were working with somebody though how could they quote own you comedy clubs if i want to work for a comedy club i have to sign a contract Mm -hmm. with them saying that i won't perform so you're talking about clubs and not troops yeah yeah it's not anything to do with the a troop or whatever i'm talking about as a comic a comic is a solo job unless you're in an improv troupe traveling with other people taking other people with you you're still individual of that but you're packaged 
you're packaging a product to sell to an out-of-town place of entertainment. So now when I'm doing stuff now, I am no longer going unless somebody specific that I have, if I've given my word about touring with somebody, whether I like them, don't like them or whatever, I'm going to do however many spots with that person that I said I'm going to keep my word and then I won't have anything else to do with them when I'm done if we don't jive or whatever and if they don't do the job how I think they should do the job that's me as a producer I'm gonna bring Susan in on this because Susie you're you are a pole dancer mm-hmm. yeah and you are with you guys put on shows yes we did and how does that differ from you've been to Clam Slam and to Salome shows you've been to burlesque shows You've been to comedy shows. How do pole shows differ from other shows? So, so far, all of our shows have been in studio. So it's been in our own facility. So we haven't had as much problem with it. But we have tried to look into going to different venues and things. And there's a lot of stigma around pole where they don't understand exactly what we do or what's involved or the the athleticism around them. So we have... I think that we've had one venue in town that we ever did a show at outside of there. And other than that, we've not really had success. Sounds like to me, if you just put the word women and show together, there's a problem. Yeah. Depends on the show. Depends on what part of the woman you're showing. <laughs> yes. Depends <laughs> on the show. Because there's nothing that scares middle America. Right now, if we changed our content for this show we could get increased listeners by a whole nother amount because there are so many people that are afraid to be on here because we are sex centric or kink centric and i know that's ridiculous to you but it is it is it is and i live in a fantasy world though that i'm gonna do exactly what i want to do well and you can and i'm gonna say exactly what i want to say and let the chips fall where they may well if if somebody's (laughs) scared to come on this show well, I'm just right. saying, that's fine. That's news to me. It's news to it, me, too. That, <laughs> to, for listenership, that's news to you? That there's a whole entire population of people out there that think literally we're, you know, because we're alternative, that's the whole reason for the word alternative. We are not mainstream. Mm-hmm. If we did more vanilla type things, we would increase our viewership by a lot. We are going to be a niche listenership not viewership listenership sex sells a certain amount but then people are very afraid of sex i don't think what we provide and though that's is why just they're afraid of the sex. pole because they equate pole dancing as sex oriented they don't see the beauty and the art in it just like they don't see the beauty and art in burlesque remember that mm-hmm. show when you had when it was a true grit show and you did it it was like in January or something. I was kind of upset about the lighting and the sound or whatever. Oh, that nobody made any noise during my number? That's just people well, not knowing what burlesque is. The people is. that did make the noise were complaining about, oh, I didn't come to see a stripper show. They were freaking out about it. It's a good thing I didn't hear that then. So, I know. What was the, what was the main, like, what was Because it was show a comedy about? show. A comedy show. It oh, was okay. a comedy show with burlesque. Oh, wow. And there were a certain group of people that weren't expecting that, yeah, and the they... Burlesque would have been a good palate cleanser, you know? It like, was. At, it was. For the next it would have been, but they just didn't, they didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing it at 7 o'clock in the evening in a brewery, mm-hmm. sometimes the audience isn't there for it you know that's what people don't understand you have a 
wide variety of people that have a lot of different experiences they were there processes so what i'll say is what i've discovered is in all of this just in being involved in the burlesque community and sitting in a lot of audiences and now being part of the poll community um, there's a big problem with women whenever we take ownership of our own sexuality and our own power. We're not allowed to be funny. We're not allowed to be sexy. We're supposed to be ashamed to be quiet. Like, oh, you got to be small. You got to be meek. You got to be ashamed of your body and hide it. And that it's only whenever certain people, men, tell us that we're allowed to, that we should be going out and doing this. And it's one of the things that I fell in love with with pole is I had a lesson where I was dancing and I was keeping it real close in. And my instructor said, no, 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 no be bigger and I'm like no look at me no I'm plus size and she said no eat the whole room up don't Mm -hmm, be shy mm -hmm. be bigger and that changed my life because I did not realize how small I had made myself now you've just mentioned that you're a plus size pole dancer what kind of difficulties have you had and I know that you post your things on TikTok Mm -hmm. what kind of for lack of a better word backlash have you gotten are people really as ugly on the internet they are as i think they are no they're they're they can be horrible but here's the thing they can be good too and in the beginning it hurt really bad um but with time what i've discovered is it's not the end of the world because for every person that says that there's a woman that goes on there that said i didn't think that i could ever do this but i saw you and now i'm gonna try and it took the sting out of all of it they told me i'm fat well i know i'm fat right yeah yep no shit (laughs) okay that's the thing why do people constantly if they're gonna insult if i say something somebody doesn't like their go-to every time is fat or especially if i'm a dude if it's a dude whore yeah and i'm like yeah, exactly. You or automatically girls. go to whore or girls, even no matter what their size are. Mm-hmm. I've had so mm-hmm. many people, women, sit in my chair and go, "Yeah, um, you know, we're getting divorced or whatever." So I go out. So, you know, you stay with the kids. Then it's so what you going out to whore around? Well, you know, stop looking at my life through your shoddy prescription lenses, man. Quit, you know, quit viewing me through your crappy prescription or looking at you know through my prescription lens and saying that my life sucks when you know it's yeah you you can't see through my glasses shut up (laughs) I mean and that's the thing is um my favorite is people always ask me if the pole's gonna break which by the way anybody who's curious they can hold thousands of pounds of dynamic weight yeah see that's awesome are they like a fireman pole yeah, uh, similar. So we use X-Poles in our studio. We also have another brand that is really good, Loop It, but X-Poles what I usually use. But they're designed to hold lots of weight. We have multiple people on a pole at a time. And so, but I you know, that. they're that like so fucking hot. Oh cool? my God. I, I, saw, show I just yet? saw, I just saw, I haven't, I've been to um, one of Susie's shows. Yeah. But I remember seeing a video online of like two women doing like this erotic pole dance on the same pole together. And I was like, oh, I didn't even, uh, I didn't know people do this yeah, together. This is about us. I knew that like they have some special, some that are bolted to both. Yeah, there's ceiling different kinds of floor though. with yeah, braids. Right. That's what these stuff are like that. So. so those are the one that I have at my home is pressure mounted and it's fine. So oh, it's a wild. lot about like the that's the so quality awesome. of the pole. You don't want to just go on Amazon and get right. a cheap pole. Correct. But like, so I get lots of pole break or they'll tell me that I'm going to die. I'm going to have a heart attack. And I'm like, if only I would pick up a hobby that was athletic and required a lot of exercise. <laughs> oh, man. Right. 
come on, guys. And but God, when is it going to come back and be it's socially so responsible, social, socially acceptable to slap people? Just to just slap oh, them. When oh they say my God! Stupid like that, just smack, snap out of it. Yep. It's crazy. But I, I, I've gotten to the point that I can laugh, and if they're good. I'll follow them. If they give me an insult that's original yeah. and they have content on there, those are my two rules. I'm like, your insult can stay if it's funny, if it's original, and if you have public content out there too. Because mm-hmm. if you're going to be ballsy enough to come after Correct. me, mm-hmm. I'll give you props. I had a guy write me back and apologize because I followed him and I'm like, it was shitty, but it was funny. So I'll, it, it'll stand. Yeah. Oh and god. he's like, I didn't even think about the fact that you were a human being on the other side. Oh my god. And I'm like, it's it's cool. Like, and he's like, now I think about if somebody had said something like that to my daughter or my wife. Oh my god. And so now he messages me every <sighs> oh once in a while god. and is like, this was no. a beautiful video. How many followers do you have? It's over six thousand now. I okay. think. Hot so, damn! That's so awesome. So you had enough fo- followers <laughs> yeah. to make a significant impact in his social media. That is the only reason that he took a second to think about it. Mm-hmm. That was a dude. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's just you know. I mean, I'm glad I would follow him. You don't too. think that he maybe no, evolved a little bit? I, I hope he did. I, I hope, hope he, he did learned. Too. This was real, but early it was in under mind. the threat of the fact that she could have annihilated him just from. Her 6,000 people, do you think if she had said, hey, at so-and-so, you know, I appreciate your shaming today, you know, I decided to work out on this poll another 15 minutes. Thanks for the I motivation. I don't even know if trolls Do you know how many people would though. have said whatever? That's what I'm thinking. I, I feel like she, they, he probably just liked the attention. Like, I feel like she gave him some conscious attention for a second and he was like, oh. You're Maybe I shouldn't have done that. You really think oh, that in light? Oh, what if somebody oh, would have said that to my mother? I don't think that he, no, but I think that I think her he taking creeped her back and looked at her followers and was like, oh, she could make it for a very bad so day So I will me. say this was early on. I probably didn't even have a thousand at this point. Okay. I forgot the other thing well, that I did. They're all diabolical. I trust no one. Was I went to every video he had and I left a nice comment on it. Oh, you're perfect. <laughs> Good for you. I was like, this That's is what did it. Yeah. Then. <laughs> it wasn't just the original comment. No, no, no. I, I, it was a passive aggressive, but also you shamed him proper. Good for you, Susan. <laughs> Golf clap, Susan. So the one thing that I've discovered though is if I combat this stuff with positivity, it makes me feel better because yes. it used to be like I have one troll that I love, Darlene, and I will slam her every time she shows up. It brings joy to my heart. Oh my god! Absolutely, everybody else I try to answer with a level of calmness and rationality. Like if I'm going to respond to them, I'll be like, "Hey, no, the poll's not going to break. Whatever." If they have videos, I'll try to like engage them that way because what I learned is in the beginning, whenever I let it eat at me. It got to me far worse than I go. This problem person probably has issues. They're probably dealing with depression in their life. Yeah. They're angry. They have things that are going on. So they're going to go to the internet and take it out on somebody that they feel is weak mm-hmm. so they can feel like they have power. So if I get angry, it gives them more power. Yes. If I just move on with my life and keep doing what I'm doing, that's me yeah. taking ownership of myself. Yeah. That's badass. You're at, the, you're at about the right age to level up on your vibration in that manner so that's awesome i know i sound like a weird a guru, guru yeah, person. To turn the vibrator up yes yeah that too and that too yeah, absolutely <laughs> that too i've been As a uh, reading fact, a lot a about manifesting and doing a lot of manifesting so if you're if you're manifesting those internalizing those comments mm-hmm. you know you're going to manifest that you're not going to do as well as you are now mm-hmm. but if you keep saying to yourself well you know this person has problems I'll let it slide. 
then you're going to manifest the good. That's what I keep trying to tell my kids. Just put it out there as good. Try not to be so hard on yourself. It probably just saves your sanity in the end. I think it really helps. And I think that it also helps that I leave most of them up because I want other people to see that it happens to me and it's not the end of my world. Yeah. Correct. It's really awesome. Yeah. And I mean, this was not easy because before I started pole, I hadn't worn shorts out in public in Mm -hmm. 10 years because I hated my body so bad and I was ashamed to show it. And it was it was a very difficult now you see me in pole class I'm half naked (laughs) and I just I learned that I was not treating myself with the same kindness that I treated everyone else like I would go to burlesque shows and I wasn't like she's got cellulite she's got this wrong they're like I wasn't doing that I was like look at that beautiful human look at that Mm -hmm. beautiful body and that changed my perspective and I felt like in a way I almost owed it to the burlesque community whenever I started doing this that I wanted to pass that and pay that forward that kindness that was showed to me and the inspiration that was given to me. That's amazing. That's awesome. I'm going to ask Johnny first, but what do you get out of performing drag? How long have you been doing drag? Me? Um, I've probably been doing drag. God, I don't even know. Like my ability to track time has been long gone for a couple of years now. Um, but it's 2021 and I think I started drag technically like in the clubs at like, in like 2017 20 at the end of 2016 uh, I'd been doing theater before then but I hadn't been like performing publicly for like the public right so yeah how, how many years is that yeah four, five. five were years? you sh- four were you shoved right into it or mm-hmm. did you say was there a point where you said okay I think I want to be on stage yeah now. it was a weird like little bur- like I don't want to say breaking point, but like kind of like a turning point where something just clicked in me where I was just like, I, honestly, it's a weird thing because I did see online there were drag kings that existed. And I was like, oh, this is what a drag king is. Oh, yeah. OK. Um, but then it was listening to a very specific album that came out at the time that made me click and just go oh my god I can move my body to this mu- music. I never prior to then I had never really felt really uh um, confident in like how I moved my body and how I danced. I'm kind of long and lanky. I'm kind of just like the universe's noodle sometimes. Um, and before then I wasn't really like, I didn't really enjoy dancing. I was too in my head about it. But then, um, the first glass animals album came out and Mm. I was just like, not only did the music move me, but, um, the masculinity was queer and I just felt like, oh my God, I need to be seen and I need to go and do this right now. Um, and it was just a last minute spur of the moment open stage at the edge that I went to. And then I started going pretty regularly. How um, do you identify? Um, well, I identify like as a performer, or as like a person, as a person okay. and a performer. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. OK, so um, I essentially identify as a butch dyke. Um, I I hug tightly um, the word dyke. It, it feels really good to me. But it's very much it very much denotes sexuality, which is often my kind of what roots me in my identity. Um, gender doesn't root me in my in my identity as much, but I, d- I still identify as a woman and I go by she pronouns, especially at work and in public. But often when you see me on the streets, like I might get like misgendered because I'm looking like really slick one yeah. day, you know. <laughs> Your charisma is very male, very male. So sometimes oriented. So sexuality. Like, Your sexuality is very alpha. I I present male-ish, really masculinely though. and Masculine, I really enjoy that. But um at the same time some days I get clocked and sometimes I get served and I'm just like, oh God, yes. 
I slid past <laughs> undetected. It's like, oh yeah. So um, I dig that. I truly do. Um, but sometimes my my masculinity isn't always as like like um, lone wolf and stoic. Sometimes it's kind of like I don't know, queer. Yeah, I have been getting into acrylics at least recently. <laughs> I did notice they're, the they've grown out a lot. Um, I need to get them redone. But um, but yeah, I've been enjoying like this like um, denim and just like basic butch look, slicked back hair, <laughs> looking hard, and then just like these long glittery nails. Like I, I'm kind of into it right now. So I see very much in you um, when Angelica Houston, you know, dresses more masculine. Um, yeah, 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 I know. I'm old. You guys are just gonna have to look that up. Uh, Isabella Rosalini. I see Isabella a lot. Yeah, her, and then um, oh, you know what? It, you make me think of like in the '80s, we had this, and maybe '90s, we had this beautiful phase where women were wearing these power suits with like their yeah, yes. and they wouldn't wear a shirt underneath, so they would show cleavage. Hell and stuff. yeah! I think Early you 90s. have this beautiful, soft masculinity. Like your femininity is still there, but you just have this beautiful masculinity. Like you're the perfect type of androgynous. Yes, I'm, I'm yes. You, I'm, we're very yes. androgynous. So it's that grace slick Madonna. Yeah. How yeah, do y'all feel about and like how do y'all generally mean, feel yes. about androgyny in Thank general? You. Like how does that? Androgyny. Where does androgyny come into your life? What do you like about it? Honestly, um, gay TikTok. Gay TikTok really Solid. made me like realize that I, I I like a little bit more than I thought I did. I love that for you. <laughs> there was I don't even know what her name is, but she has a very short haircut, and she did one of those like transfer. God help me! I was like oh, I'm a little bit gay. <laughs> That's awesome. But I I've discovered I love androgyny, like mm-hmm. um, David Bowie and just uh, Grace Slick. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I've discovered that Grace I'm Jones. attracted to. Jones, mm-hmm. it is Jones. Je- yeah, Grace, well, Grace Slick maybe too. Slick, yeah, was she? she was no, not. No, Jefferson no. Airplane? No, no, she was not. No, no, no. 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 We don't um, like Grace Slick coming after us. No. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, Jones. yeah, Grace Jones, Grace Jones. Um, but, like, the whole entire androgyny has always been really beautiful to me. Like, men in jumpsuits and stuff, Freddie Mercury, whenever. Like, I like people that don't let gender norms define them. And it's one of the things that attracted to me my, to my husband is the first date we went on, he put his hair up in pigtails. And I'm like, what is Hot. this? <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's so like, um, he's so funny because he's like, I just don't like my hair on the back of my neck. And why wouldn't I wear pigtails if that's what's comfortable? And that was so freaking sexy to me. That's awesome. Is that he just doesn't care. He does and wears what he wants. He knows what he likes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I like androgyny is it's this. I am who I am, and I don't mind to float, and I don't mind to be who I am. Yeah. Did he grow up with a lot of family members, sisters, and brothers, and things like that by chance? No. He had, um, his whole family is very country. His mm-hmm. mom was his only person that was really like his big support system that was like, be whoever you want to be, be as Aww. weird as you want. And she passed away when he was 15. Damn. Uh. So he went through a lot of times where they were just like, whatever he's doing over there, like they still don't understand him. And I'll share this because I think it's beautiful. One of the first, uh, probably about six years ago, he got a birthday card from his dad that basically said, I don't always understand you, but I'm so proud that you live your life as authentically as you do and you are not afraid to be who you are. And I'm a little jealous of it. Aww, that's precious. You'll make me cry. And he's like, I never saw that coming because I always thought my dad just was like, I don't know why I didn't get a beer drinking football kid. Yeah. Yeah. I've always marched to the beat of a different drummer, for sure, and was very, they called it tomboy back in the day, but 
now when it's okay, not authentic. Okay, you're going to have to tell me what kind of tomboy you are because this is like you're preaching to the choir. When here. it's not authentic. <laughs> like I tell everybody all the time, I am 100% a man trapped in so, like, a were woman's you like, body, but I am a gay man mm-hmm. and I'm suspicious. I think I'm black. You know, and people Sounds get like you're real a, upset a very intense identity crisis. with this. I know, I know that I am. Anyway, that's a whole nother thing because I've had a, a trans person tell me I was offensive when I said, well, I identify as a black person. And they said that was offensive and racist. And yeah, I said, it doesn't really work, but we can I, work through why you're feeling that way. <laughs> actually, why would it? not work if it's uh, admirable well tell me why, because, why i mean i'm i'll pull that with people of color i'm not gonna pull that poll with a white person because <laughs> i look at it like that would be something to strive it's not appropriation it's just how my family grew up but that's a whole nother thing i am ever since i was young uh, my brother was five years older mm-hmm. than me And I had a sister three years younger than me. And because I had a mother who was just like, things are cool to do. She didn't assign sex to all of the things that we did. So we kind of chose. Nice. My mom didn't like, I didn't care for dolls. So it was like, oh, Gail likes to play with wood and sawdust and Mm -hmm. climb trees and read books. I read a lot of books. What you you whittling in the barn? Exactly. Right. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? I did. I did like a lot of crazy stuff. And, uh, riding mini bikes and everything that my brother did was way cooler but he was five years older so of course that seems did your family encourage it or were they like what the fuck with me as a girl yeah because i mean how are you going to bring shame to the family nobody's sexualizing a child Mm -hmm. in especially in that time period i'm sure there were lots of pedophiles around i would have never known because i was a redhead yeah in a Midwestern town that was very highly um, European you don't background. Feel like, you don't feel like you were sexualized at a young age? Uh, I don't know. I may have been. I just don't think, I think about that, that a was. Lot. I don't know. Here's the thing. Like for me, I talk a lot. My daughter, her um, her girlfriend is mm-hmm. transitioning male to female, mm-hmm. and my daughter, uh, uh. You know, I, I have that joke that's kind of real about her. You know, I'm Galici, mother of lesbians. You know, but you're the what? mother of dragon. In my hillbilly Game of Thrones, I'm Galici, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like from Trash Landing. Amazing. Mother of lesbians, uh, stepmother of dragons. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, they didn't care when you were young. Mm-hmm. Now, if I don't know if they would have cared. If as I had gotten older, I still would have leaned. That's the trick of tomboy. Way more tomboy. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like I grew up like Pippi Longstocking would have been my spirit animal. There's a point when it gets threatening, though, isn't it? See, I think so. But I don't know because it didn't. Mm -hmm. I kind of I started doing hair at 19 and then everything was glam, glam, glam. But it was glam kind of before then. But then I've I see some pictures and I mean. I had a 
uh, we called it a C shape or a bi level. So I had a mullet. You know, I see a lot of pictures of me where I'm walking around in my everyday casual. It's just jeans and like a button up shirt. It's nothing. It's a little it's, butch. It's a little soft it's butch. It's very butch. Just yeah. Saying. But then you see me another picture later and I look like a drag queen. Like literally, I've had so many outfits that lost to drag queens. Oh. I'm going to borrow this and then I never see it again. So, you know, so many outfits. And then I did makeup. I was crazy about makeup, but I wore makeup forever. Like I would get in trouble. I'd have to hide makeup because my dad didn't like that I wore makeup. So your your dad kind of encouraged a tomboy experience. I don't know. I had a a sister too. And just, I just enjoyed running around and playing sports and all that until I became a woman, until I got my period. And then my body changed dramatically and I became like, Big boobs, little tiny waist, big I, butt. Don't you got like, proposition for sex? Yeah, from men say, when I was like eleven. That's what I'm sitting 12. here trying to ask you. Like, yeah, how I already early knew the answer to that question. I was just like, <laughs> were you sexualized as a child? I was gonna say yes. 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 She was. Yes. I, don't mean to but laugh. But. Maybe not by my immediate family members. Like yeah, my parents yeah, didn't sexualize children, so they didn't think your choices that's of what good. you wanted to play with we're going to shape your sexual identity. It was just things that you like to do. Got you, yeah. You know? So your parents didn't like go like, why are you walking out the door like that? What are you thinking? You either need to look prettier or you need to look less slutty, whatever it is, whatever way. It, has that ever happened to you before? No. no. That's good, though. That did that's, not. He- that's healthier. That's not bad. That's good. But again, I was the redhead. They yeah. didn't have a lot of high hopes for me. I was the middle. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> My sister was blonde and, you know, that I think they were hooked. You know, hanging all the hopes on the youngest. Yeah, they were kind of like, "Oh, honey, you need to read." I came out of the, <laughs> I came out of the womb with like a like with someone pissed in my Cheerios. Like, why are you treating me like this dainty little feminine thing? If people bought me like baby dolls and Barbie dolls, I'd be like, "You asshole!" How so you've dare always you? felt mm-hmm. this way. Yeah, and yeah. I I went through like even that was at a very young age, like before I even had a personality, like you know. And then later on, when I started like becoming a kind of more of a person and making my own decisions you know that's when my tomboy phase hit pretty hard and I loved it and everybody like in my family began to know that was kind of what I was doing that was my thing but it was definitely like a we would go to the doctor and the doctor would be like so is she dating anybody it became like a medical thing off and on which I found fascinating but um but yeah, like my mom always wanted a princess. She was going to name me Elizabeth and she wanted just like this blonde hair, blue eyed princess. Oh, yeah. Which I was actually the um, the darkest one in my family. Um, my dad's side is Mexican, actually. That's awesome. And um, but my mom's who I grew up with were all like um, Southerner, like white skin, beautiful platinum blonde hair, blue eyes. Um, so I came out this like lanky, darker skin, like dark hair just tomboy like uh very different I stood out um and that didn't necessarily change over time but I swung back into like the pressure of feeling like I needed to be feminine to be desirable so once I came of age a little bit more I wanted to feel a little bit more desirable and I felt like um with my butchness at the time that wasn't what I was getting from society that that was what was desirable Uh, I honestly see a really good balance 
of your femininity and your masculinity. Yeah, people might not know this, but I am yeah. I am actually pr- a pretty feminine person, and I haven't been able to really safely explore that um, until like French art performances. Um, I never really felt like um, like I was the type of person that could go out and just wear I don't know like dresses and heels and just like have like a Gavin girl time, you know. Like <laughs> for me, all that. I remember there was one night fashion. you came to a show and you were you were femmed out. Yeah, Your it's only heels, happened a couple of times. Yeah, and it was crazy hot. So crazy hot. Powerful. I felt good, but I haven't been able to do that until performing gender, until being around around supportive people and like a supportive mm-hmm. community, and um, you know, having that <laughs> with me, being able to be comfortable in it. Yeah, I would go to three pole shows. I've been saying this whole time. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I won't do that. And I'll go to three shows and decide, oh, I'm going to become an expert at this. Even So though, I actually you know. have a, a um, tension pole in my um, living room. Yes. And um, I got it at the thrift store, uh, <laughs> which is actually pretty hey, funny. I've but it's brand couple, new. I've seen a couple of ex-poles and I, at it's, the thrift store, at the Carm of all places. Yeah, they come in a cool Beautiful. old case and, and everything. Um, that was a big deal I'm for a while there. I'm up. And I'm like, I'm I need some Holler at me. schedule some time with what you. What size shoes do you wear? I wear a size um, 10 in women's and 9 in men's. What size mm-hmm. shoes do you wear? I wear a 9 in women's. Oh, nice. I've got something for you. <laughs> I'm big footed. I'm big footed too. Yeah, God. I'm size 11. If so. you, especially oh, yeah? if cool. you're going to... Usually, I'm the big foot. I've, I've been gifted with a large ass and smaller feet. That's I have cute. to look at... I know. <laughs> and then it... You have to have kind of bigger boobs because we're like that weird. Yeah, like, so my remember. boobs have kind Level of it out. started to go away with pole. Mm-hmm. Like it's been really upsetting because I had like H cups and now I'm like, this is a double D <laughs> because you use so much pec muscles. Yeah, boobs getting... come up, which is when. Yes. But like, I'm like, I need you to balance this out. <laughs> my butt's no, big. You don't. I, I'm, it, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. It's okay. What do you get out of performing? Because you're just like new, and you're like baby new. I'm, I'm, and I want to also just throw out there how you felt about like that femininity topic too, if that ring true to you at all. Um, it does. So I was very much a tomboy myself too. Um, I did not start exploring with makeup or anything feminine or dresses until I was in my mid to late twenties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was way younger. <laughs> my sister was very feminine, and I know that they say like some interesting things with psychology about like siblings picking roles and everything like that. But mm-hmm. my sister was all about like it was the eighties, like the Jersey hair because we were in Jersey and raccoon eye makeup, and the whole house smelled of Aquanet, and <laughs> I just thought it was the worst thing ever. And I was ponytail bobos, blue jeans, t shirt, done. Like Mm -hmm. my mom had to like hold me down to brush my hair, but she was very, very much about bodily autonomy, which she was way ahead of our time that we always got to pick what we wore, how we looked. Mm -hmm. Her only lines were nothing permanent, you know, wait till you're 18 before you do anything permanent, just so that you can be sure. Um, But otherwise we had a lot of choices and I was very much a tomboy. Like I hung out with the boys. I didn't even think like anything of just being kind of a dirty gear. Like Mm -hmm. I was out rolling around in the dirt and come back and ruin my good clothes and mom would be mad. But she always was very supportive of it. And she was fairly certain I was gay. And because I just didn't want to date, didn't have any interest in it and didn't start dating until I was in my very late teens, like 1920. But it was one of those things. I just grew up in an environment where we Mm -hmm. were just kind of allowed to figure out who we were and blossom. Every once in a while, she'd be like, I wish I would have pressured you more a little bit about stuff. But yeah, um, 
But I think that that's actually part of what plays into it. So mm -hmm. honestly, I think I started discovering my femininity and the things that I liked about that side of myself through burlesque. That's amazing. Um, I used to always dream of performing and I didn't understand what I wanted to do. And then I saw my first burlesque show and I'm like, this is what I always wanted to do. I don't know why this is like, I have this dream about like, I want glitter and I want all these things, but I didn't feel like they were right for me because I felt like I was such a tomboy and I was so masculine mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. it wouldn't translate well on me. And then I started seeing that it was for everybody and you didn't have to necessarily be super feminine to be able to wear these things and be that person. So I spent years watching burlesque shows, probably eight years worth almost. Um, going to the shows and saying, oh, if only this person would do this routine. Like I had ideas and thoughts, oh but I would gosh. never in my head feel like it was something I could do. And then when I fell into pole, even then it took two years of pole before somebody said, are you going to perform in this show? And I'm like, me, why would I do that? And they're like, well, you know, it's a logical step for you. You love performing, you love pole, like you like to go to performances. So I came up with the psycho killer routine with the mass killer for oh the masquerade God. show that we did. Mm -hmm. The talking heads song? Yes. Oh, yes. that's cool. <laughs> uh, so I did the talking heads and I stabbed I another love, girl to death. So I did it. like a whole thing where I had another girl come out and be the traditional like pole girl and she was dancing and I hid in the background in the shadows with like a cape and a mask. And Scream I came out queen. and I stalked her and then I chased her off the stage, did my whole routine when she came back. Well, I actually fell off the pole and played dead she came back to see if i was still alive and i jumped up and i killed her oh, oh my wow. god that was a whole performance i'm <laughs> yeah. in i'm in i'm in on yeah. it i love wow. it yeah and i was like <laughs> as soon as i did it i was terrified the entire time but i was like i have been missing this my whole life mm -hmm. like That's this awesome. this is something that was a part of me that i kind of knew was there but i was always too scared to explore and it really, it really has changed a lot about me. And Rocky kind of was that baby step. I don't oh think. Oh my God, it, yes, let's talk oh about Rocky. God, yeah. yeah, if I hadn't Duh, done Rocky, I yeah. don't think I would have ever had the courage to do this. But being on the Tennessee theater stage with you two. Yeah, um, you don't I, unsee that, you know? No, you, you, you just don't, don't. You can't ever come back from that moment. Mm -hmm. You can't. Like once you've experienced it, you need it forever. It's like good trauma. Yeah. That, does that it's exist? acorns. I'm sorry. That's no, all good. That's how we had a visitor. There are at least we weren't telling ghost stories at that point. I fucking hate squirrels so much. Do you? Yes. I think they're in my walls, though. But yeah, we're trying to get out. the crows to get them. I had a, a hawk here and a red tailed hawk, and I'm trying to make it stay because they eat squirrels. Oh, yeah. But they did eat a rabbit as well. Oh. But I have a fight with the rabbit to get rid of the sacrificial Maybe because I was like, <laughs> no. now you got to do some squirrels, and they sat on a bird feeder and looked at me and Brady, and then I mean, the bird bath, and then he left, and I haven't seen him again or her. I don't know. Okay, she didn't say. When was the first time you saw Rocky? I'm gonna ask you first because you're so much younger than yeah, us. Yeah, I didn't grow up on it. Like I, I was, yeah. I grew up in like rural South, so not only um, like. I don't know. I'm, I'm bad at pop culture sometimes because I feel like for a lot of my developing years, I didn't have access to popular culture or media, you know? Um, so I didn't grow up on Rocky. I didn't meet the Rocky Horror Picture Show like world universe until college. Um, so my freshman year of college, which um, I guess would have been like in 2012, um, is when I went. And um, we went to, I guess, the Tennessee Theater, now that I think about it. Uh, and they, like, called out all the virgins. And I, I got a picture of me with my red V <laughs> on my forehead, which, looking back, is kind of precious. I wouldn't have known at the time that I would have started performing Rocky. Um, 
but that was my first time viewing it. I fucking loved it. Um, I enjoyed like seeing, apart from like going to a pride fest, um, it was like one of the first times I'd been to a public outing as a young adult. Um, like there's a lot of gay people here. There's a lot of freaks here. They're all to coming together. Like, this is so exciting. I'm not alone. Yeah, it was just a good, like, camaraderie kind of feeling. And um, I didn't know how much I needed that at the time. And I learned that that world could grow even bigger as time went on from there. It's just a kind of a jumping point, wasn't it, Susie? Yeah. When did you yeah. see, when did you the first gateway see Rocky? drug. My parents showed it to me. So, again. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, my dad used to do Rocky Horror when he was in the Navy, him and my uncle. Like, this is the family that I grew oh. up with. I was very, very lucky. Oh. Um, like, uh, Are your my parents uncle, straight? Um, actually, I think they were both bi. That's amazing. Mom came out as bi right before she passed away. Dad, amazing. I, I can't say That's for sure, amazing. but there was always something. But I always tried to get my mom to see women. I was like, come on, what are you doing? My mom, like, because it was funny, because one of the last conversations I had from, with my mom, we were having Christmas, and she's like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. She's like, please help me with gender fluid. I want to be a good person. That's I don't want to so understand cute. it. So we're trying to explain, like, the difference between, uh, like, straight, bi, <laughs> pansexual, everything like that. And she mm-hmm. said, is that what that means? Well, shit, then I'm bi. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, yeah, mom, you just came out to us. And we all celebrated. That's and she's so like, beautiful. It was, it was really, but it's so funny that she just didn't understand it. She um, didn't have the words. But yeah. she loved Rocky. She actually it's was uh, very involved in the drag community here in Knoxville when she lived here whenever my really? sister and I were uh, very, very little. And so That's they were like, this is a big moment. You are officially old enough to see Rocky. I think it was 11 or 12. Wow. So it's, like, oh, wow. Coming, it's like your coming of age so story. They loved Rocky. They yeah. wanted you to love Rocky as well. Yeah. We had a VHS tape. That's and they whipped that out. They went to the store and they bought it and they told, told me all about the audience participation. And it was like a big dream to like, I can't wait to be old enough to go to a show with them. And uh, like, it's so funny because I I grew up in such a permissive household. It didn't mm-hmm. occur to me that it might be controversial to people. Mm-hmm. So I would have friends come over for sleepovers. I'm like, we should watch Rocky Horror. <laughs> 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 I have I have divergenized so many people, probably to the chagrin of many many parents. Oh my god, I can't even imagine how many parents lost their minds over that. I know, and I didn't think anything of it. To me, it was no big deal. Wow. Um, and it, it really spoke to the privilege. Like, I realized how privileged I was to grow up in a household like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it was not until I was much, much older that I'm like, man, I was very, very lucky. Yeah. That is wonderful, though. It's nice I to think hear. Rocky just... What about you? Are you are a Rocky? Were you going first? No. Or no? You want to go last? I don't care. I was just asking. We're, I didn't know if we were going in an order or what, ma'am. My Rocky is boring it is it is it was in boring (laughs) what right why are you y'all are tripping what are you talking about uh i think it was high school and it was uh and i had a boyfriend at the time and he's like you really need to go we would go to franklin tennessee and watch it in their little theater and so he goes i'm gonna take you on a date and uh you're gonna go go see Rocky and I had heard of it just mm-hmm. because of theater but I had never seen the movie and of course I was just uh, did it have anything to do with my sexuality no you didn't look around and see a bunch of freaky kinky people and go yeah those are my people. well I was trying to suppress my own kink like yeah that's something I want to talk to you about you know <laughs> yeah. I've been I'd kind of told you when you asked me to come on this I'm like all right you can ask me questions all you want but I have some questions for you too but we, oh, I won't I won't yeah. jump ship until I hear Gail's rocking yeah. story too so and we would just go every Friday and Saturday night and it was just a thing and then 
when my sister and I, that's the only thing that we've really ever bonded over was Rocky. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We would go all the time. There's a great theater in Nashville called a full moon. And the last time I saw Rocky in the theater was, was with her. They, their shadow cast though. I wonder if they do witchy Mm. shit there. They might. They have a tattoo parlor in there too. That's another thing. Tattoos. You like witchy shit. Yeah, Susie's so tattooed. Tattooed. Oh my god. So covered. I love that one on your hand there. That like red and green ink. That's my chihuahua skull. It's beautiful. Because everybody does cat skulls. I'm like, nah. I'm gonna get chihuahua because that suits my personality better. So amazing. So you were probably Rocky came out in '75. Mm-hmm. You're a little young. But I went to a Rocky show. I saw it in the movie Fame mm-hmm. that they went to a Rocky show, and so I got a group of hairdressers together. And I've been a hairdresser since '85. So I was in beauty school in '84. So, yeah, I was 10 when Rocky first came out and probably not allowed to see it. Although I did see some insane movies at the drive-in. <laughs> However, I had a group of hairdressers. We went to the first Rocky at a midnight movie thing. And um, some of us dressed up. Uh, it was already, I was already into fetish and fetish attire and all that. And I thought, oh, that's cool. At 10 years old? No. The, I didn't see Rocky at 10. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Just trying to get my little timeline okay. right. <laughs> there was a yeah. movie about theater kids yeah. that came out called Fame. Fame. Yeah. And then they made like a series of, of it. But I saw the movie Fame. Yeah. And I, they were watching Rocky in Fame. Mm. And I said, that movie looks cool. We should go see Rocky when it comes out again. Let's go. So we look. When's the midnight movie? So we got a group of people. Went to the movie. Well, we're hairdressers. When I became a hairdresser in the 80s, we didn't have the interwebs. So I saw fashion magazines and things like that. We didn't have behind the scenes of how this worked. Mm -hmm. So living in Pensacola, even though I got to meet a variety of people. (laughs) Oh, my God. We thought fashion wise, like runway fashion, that people around New York were just walking around like that because they wanted to. So for the first, I don't know, five years, I was a hairdresser when I first became a hairdresser. And this is how you can point them out anywhere, especially new ones. We literally are a stereotype. And we dress in costumes regularly. It's like everyday <laughs> cosplay. I mean, people would come to the shops that I worked at just to see what outfit I had on for that day. So I've always been weird and eccentric. So I was not as enthralled with Rocky. It was like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, it's cool. Now, Bill, my daddy, everybody can decide whether he's gay or not. I say he's gay. He's not coming out of the closet, like, though, so whatever. Like your dad daddy or your daddy daddy? Bill, my boyfriend. Oh, okay. I got you, got you, got you. He's been in Trying over to understand a straight thousand culture. productions of Rocky <laughs> Horror. He mm-hmm. has played every single part, and yeah. there's costuming back there for him to play in either single part. Well, I didn't know that, because I'm going to have to steal some of it. chaps and Borrow. his... Um, uh, you know, he was Eddie, of course. He was Frankenfurter. Hot. Um, he's done every every single part. He's been the doctor. I can see why you chose him. Yeah, he's a good dude. I like That's him. That's pretty cool. He's gay enough for me because oh, yeah? I am a man. 
trapped inside this oh. body, but I am a raging drag queen. Oh, so yeah. it all balances out. But so are you I am a- literally able to be my authentic self. So are you a top or a bottom? For it depends. I mean, depends. Cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your character? Who do you identify most with? Oh, me? Yeah. I'm oh. Going around the table. I don't know. I don't know. I've played Rocky um, um, the most now. Well, actually, I've played Rocky. I've played Brad. Um, oh, God. Actually, I think Rocky beats it. I think Rocky's three times, Brad's twice. Um, those are fine characters. Frankenfurter's great, you know. I don't really know who I identify most with, now that I think about it, but I hope to play Your Frank favorite? soon. My favorite is probably Frank. I don't know. Rocky's all right. I just feel like we don't get to know him that much, like, like... You yeah. know, he was he just have, born. He was just born, yeah. So hasn't had enough time to develop a personality yet. Yeah. Let a. What's your favorite character? Oh, I'm a magenta girl. I don't know. Just because, like, they had to come all this way. She's over it. She's yeah. Ready to you know what? Home. Once you put it that way, she's. I'm so kind of over all the characters, Frank and I'm shit. over her the least. Now that I you, think about it. You like <laughs> Believe, that makes sense. Believe. I'm kind of over all the characters, but I'm over her at the least. So I think oh. she might be my favorite. Oh. That's right. my backwards ass cancer brain for you. <laughs> so for me, it's magenta too. Because yeah. the, the same thing, like the the just, I am over it. But I like that. For me, like that moment, like going into Rocky knowing absolutely nothing, whenever she does, you're lucky, we're lucky, we're all lucky. And you knew something was about to happen. Yes. Like that was like a, a thing for me. Like I always kind of see her usher in like the real weird because I still remember the moment that Frank flipped off his robe and I was like oh my god <laughs> Tim Curry looks amazing like it, it was a, a life-changing moment for me but Magenta uh, you know I I feel like everybody can probably see a little bit of themselves in each of the characters because they're all kind of archetypes mm-hmm. and stuff like that um, like I'm totally a Brad too I would totally like uh, which, like, you look at me and I'm super tattooed up and everything like that. And I'm a pole dancer, but there's this part of me that is very, like, very, like, I, I love spreadsheets. I'm very organized. Are you a big old nerd? I'm very, yeah, nerd. We're all nerds, too. Yeah. So, like, definitely I can see am. that, too. I'm I definitely I like top of the nerd. <laughs> don't just assume don't. that I like spreadsheets, y'all. Just because you're nerdy doesn't mean you like spreadsheets. No, I don't like that. But, That's uh, why like, I have I'm, to have a Taurus. Like, I'm not, a, that, I'm not the cool nerd. I'm the nerd that even the nerds are like, oh, man. Like, you play World of Warcraft and you like spreadsheets. Ooh. You are so part of that. I have so many friends that are like that because I'm not like that. I need the balance. Yeah, absolutely. There's got to be balance in your nerdery. I need to be in a relationship for the supervision. That's all. Otherwise, I'm pretty independent. I don't know. If, I don't know if you identify as as feminine, but I love feminine nerds. Right. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> They're great. So like, I identify a little bit as Janet too because all Janet wanted to do was just break out and just be the slut that she knew we that know she, she could be. be. <laughs> yeah. Definitely Janet and Frank. I like Eddie too. But that's because like I always like Eddie was misunderstood. Well. Yeah. <sighs> that was the thing. And he has a bike. I got a thing. I do like bikes. I always wanted to play Dr. Scott because I think I would be funny as that. Yes. But then I found out how hard it is to move that wheelchair around the stage. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> God. Like, what a nightmare. Oh, man, that looks so difficult. 
Bill was in a production. I don't know if it was Rocky Horror or whatever. There's a there's a cast picture over there on the wall, but it has like who's Sock Gardner from the thing? Gregory. 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 Yeah. Gregory Sock Gardner. I don't remember his name. Sock Gardner. Sock Gardner. Yeah. Yeah. Gardner. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said Gardner. <laughs> Like, I hate listening to myself because what I think in my head does not come out of my mouth sometimes. It doesn't. And I usually just cut it. And I will hear stuff and I am like, that, I want to fight myself. I'm like, you're an idiot. That is completely wrong. Do you have that same dilemma in front of live audiences? Sometimes. Oh, I hate when I listen to my own stuff, but they seem to enjoy it. (laughs) 